Which players for the Dallas Cowboys need to have much better performances this time around against the Eagles? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we've got some Twitter questions that we're going to get to, including which players need to step up in this this matchup. Should Stephon Gilmore follow A.J. Brown in maybe a 2023 draft redo? But before we do that, we at least need to mention Mike McCarthy uh, undergoing emergency surgery. Get him missed probably all week of practice. How big of an impact does this have on the Cowboys? Well, as a fellow big Irish guy, I'm going to tell you right now that uh, he's he's not going to miss this game. Uh, you know, I, I think it it has an effect in the fact that the guy that's the the head honcho, the jefe, the guy that makes the the the, the schedule and 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 kind of enforces it is, is not going to be at practice. But I, I do think that you know this is a team that has several very experienced coaches. Uh, you know, obviously one who's uh, been a Super Bowl head coach before uh, that can obviously facilitate practice. You know, look, I mean, I think that the structure of these practices are such that, uh, you know, these these players know how to maneuver, get in and out of out of these uh, drills. They know how the timing of everything. They don't need McCarthy to facilitate, you know, yeah. uh, them moving from from uh, station to drill station to or drill. working on what drills, drill to drill. Uh, I think that, you know, for the most part, I, you know, McCarthy can give the plan uh, and, and this team can execute it and get through a good week, a uh, good day of pra- a good few days of practice of without McCarthy. The only thing I worry about is McCarthy is the play caller and he has a big hand in the offensive sure. game plan. So how much does that impact if he's not going to be there for at least the next couple of days? Uh, we'll see. I mean, this is where having a veteran quarterback, having a veteran offensive yeah. coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer does help. Uh, but just another thing the Cowboys have to navigate this week. Um, all right, Lady, let's get to some Twitter questions. Again, before we do that, just a quick shout out to our friend Yuchi, who asked a question yeah. on yesterday's show. We answered it, and I forgot to mention her name. I'm, I'm so sorry. So, Yuchi, shout out to you. Uh, Lady, let's get to some questions. This one from John wants to know, who has to play better this time around against the Eagles? Uh, any immediate names that come to mind? Yeah, there's one immediate name that definitely comes to mind. It's Terrence Steele. Yes, my Terrence name Steele as well. needs to. Yeah. Terrence Steele definitely needs to play better football this this week against the Eagles. And I think, you know, overall he has been playing better football since the Philadelphia game. I think as we start to get further and further away from from the injury, you're starting to see him kind of play into shape. I thought the Washington game specifically was maybe his best, one of his best games. Uh, but I, I think that this is a, a twofold thing. One, right. 
one, you know, look, I, I don't love the matchup between him and whoever the pass rushers are on the Eagles side over no. there because just because the Eagles pass rush is incredible. I mean, whether it's Brandon Graham uh, or or whoever they put or Hassan Reddick that they God's put over the one there. I'm worried about is Reddick. Yeah. Um, I, I think that there's, you know, there's probably a mismatch going on there, but that's, you know, that's, that's to be expected. I mean, that's, that's the case with Hassan Reddick or Brandon Graham against most right tackles in the league. The area where I feel like we need him to be, I mean, first of all, his pass blocking has to be better than what it was in that game. Yeah. Like that's bottom line, line one, right? Like I, he, the pass blocking is the biggest issue, but beyond that too, I also need him to be a better run blocker because I do think that part of the way that you can attack this Eagles defense successfully consistently uh, is finding a way to uh, attack these uh, lighter edges, right? Uh, Hassan Reddick in the run game, Brandon Graham in the run game. So uh, y- you want to see him bullying these guys on those snaps so that when it comes to the pass rush snaps, uh, he's tenderized them a little bit and, and, and he's got some physicality yeah. on there. But overall, I think, you know, if you're pointing at one guy at one specific aspect that definitely has to improve in this game, it's got to be Terrence Steele and his pass protection. The Cowboys ended up giving up five sacks I think he probably gave up three of them. Yeah, 12 pressures. 12 pressures. Yeah, so I mean, that's brutal. that's got to improve. Absolutely. Yeah, and if he just plays a an average game, they probably win that. Because yeah. remember, he gives up the the sack. I was it on first and goal from the nine that all put the Cowboys at like second and goal from the 20. Yeah. It's just too hard to score when you're that far out. So he needs to play better. I'll also mention the defensive tackles not named Oso Odigizua. They just yeah. didn't play well. Hankins did not have a good game. Neville Gallimore struggled. Mozzie Smith did not play well. I know it's a tough matchup. I know that Jason Kelsey is really good and that their interior offensive line is really good. You've got to provide some resistance inside. You've got to provide some pass rush so that Jalen Hurts just can't step up in the middle of the pocket all game long. I'm looking for those guys now that they're at home, they're on turf, that they should have a better day. If they don't, Cowboys are going to struggle. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I mean, this is a team that uh, that has a good interior offensive line. Obviously, Kelsey is is one of the best, if not the best center in football. So the Cowboys have and, and another team that really like I, I think they're going to want to run run a, a lot more than they have yeah, been like late, lately, just because I think that they are uh, at a. Uh, a crisis of confidence, you know, to a certain degree. I think they've come to to see exactly. Look, I'm not going to say that the 49ers exposed Philadelphia, but I think it did kind of further highlight the uh, the limitations of this offense. And when teams go through that, coordinators. I mean, I can't imagine that Philly is not going to be like this. But most coordinators. They want to get back to running the football successfully. Philadelphia, you know, I mean, the the reason they made it to the Super Bowl last year is because of the success of their run game in a lot of ways. So um, they aren't, they still don't have a healthy Jalen Hurts, which I think is a huge aspect to why the run game was so successful last year. But I still think that they're going to try to make a commitment to going back to the run game. Uh, and the Cowboys definitely need to be ready for that. And that's going to be a lot of pressure on the defensive tackles that they need to step up. Especially if you're going to have light boxes because the Eagles mm-hmm. like to spread you out and have three receivers on the field with a tight end that's detached. You're going to have to stop the run with six guys, uh, which, again, that puts a lot of pressure on your defensive tackles to make plays in the running game. So those are two guys I also mentioned – I didn't think Marquise Bell played his best game against Philly the last time around. I think this is now that he's got a little bit more experience. I think he yeah. needs to have a big game, as does Damone Clark. 
Absolutely. I mean, I think that the linebackers are a huge part of playing the Philly offense. Uh, I think, you know, that was a big difference in, in the 49ers game yeah. is that they have obviously Greenlaw and, and Fred. So uh, the Cowboys have, you know, that kind of speed. Uh, I don't know if they have, you know, necessarily that kind of uh, physicality. No, uh, they do find out, you know, yeah. and I think I, I think at this point uh, they they have what they need to kind of stop the, the Philadelphia short passing game the question will be you know when it's time to to kind of you know toughen up and stop the run like how how are these guys going to handle a philadelphia that's committed to running the football down their throats so one of the things that we've seen over the last month landon is that if you can slow down aj brown you can kind of stop this eagles passing attack and really the whole offense will the cowboys consider putting stefan gilmore on aj brown in week 14 we'll get to that next This episode is brought to you by Skylight. Are you looking for a meaningful gift this holiday season that your loved ones will actually enjoy and use? Listen, most holiday gifts tend to be boring, Whether, especially if you're a dad. You get socks, candles, ties. But that's why you have to check out Skylight. Skylight is a touchscreen photo frame that you can send photos to straight from your phone, and they appear in seconds. It is the perfect gift for everyone on your Christmas list. I got my mom a skylight last year to upload pictures of her grandbabies to, and she absolutely loves it. It's so easy to send your pictures through the skylight app, and it takes less than 60 seconds to set up. You can even upload your pictures before you even open the box so that when mom opens up the presents, she sees she opens up the frame, she sees the pictures on there. As a special limited time offer for our listeners, Get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. Again, to get $15 off your purchase, go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. That is S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash locked on. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We wanted to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Landon, let's get to our next question. This one from uh, Very Fitting. Uh, at Irish underscore cowboy, he wants to know: yes. Should Stephon Gilmore travel with AJ Brown like he did in the second half against DK Metcalf? Yeah, I, I think it's a an interesting question, you know, because you saw the Cowboys have some success with that, you know, once they kind of mm-hmm. flip things around, uh, and and you know, look, and and, and there there are probably not too many wide receivers that compare to DK Metcalf or, frankly, to AJ Brown. But I mean, frankly, these are the two guys. They came yeah. into the league together. They they went to college together. Uh, you know, there's obviously that very famous photo now of 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 those. Who was the third person? I can't even remember now. That, I think it was Demarcus those, Lodge, the other. That's receiver right. Player. That's right. It was. It was. Uh, and, and the three of them kind of in the weight room flexing and and looking that way. So you know, and I think that you know the Cowboys clearly had some uh uh you know success in in, in getting uh, Gilmore on that kind of defender. And I also think that that's the kind of, of receiver that Gilmore uh, probably has a little bit better success with, right? He's just, he's a little more savvy. He can take a little bit more of the physical uh, punishment. 
I, I also think that he, uh, you know, because there isn't a runaway speed as much aspect of it, AJ Brown's an incredibly fast receiver, and I'm, I'm yeah. certainly not taking away from the speed. But, but Metcalf's the, quite a bit quicker. Yeah, the difference between him and Metcalf is is noticeable, and and yeah, and I think that's the situation. I think AJ Brown's probably a more useful like. Uh, can run more routes more effectively yes. than, yep. than DK Metcalf. But as far as like a physical specimen, although AJ Brown is, you know, in his own category as well, uh, DK Metcalf's in another world. So uh, I, I do think that that is a, a, a decent plan, especially considering, you know, getting uh, bland on guys like Devontae Smith, who I think he would have some success, Quez Watkins. Yep. Uh, I, I think that, that he, that that's something, an assignment that bland will have more success with. You know, of course the problem with that is that, you know, it's it's kind of more and more about man coverage, right? And and you, you worry sometimes when you when you follow a, re- a cornerback with a receiver. Obviously, you're committing to a certain amount of man coverage. If you do that, you're playing the Eagles. You have your backs to the quarterback. You yeah. got a quarterback who can hurt you with your legs. Uh, obviously, that isn't as much of a case. It feels like this season with uh, Hurts still kind of dealing, you know, with a nagging knee injury, just not seemingly being the same runner as he was last year. Uh, but it's just something to consider. And, uh, I, but I also, but I do think kind of the overall question. I think it is a smart play. Uh, I do think that they will mix it up. I don't think that they're going to have him follow him the whole game. But I, I think getting uh, uh, Gilmore on AJ Brown is a uh, uh, as about a favorable matchup as you're going to get against yep. AJ Brown uh, for the Cowboys. And I went back and watched the the tape yesterday of Gilmore against Brown, and it was really good. Now there was this. I don't want to say bogus. I'm going to say a mm. bogus pass interference call in the third quarter where I mean, was bogus. There was nothing. There was even Greg Olson was just shocked that they called this. It does feel like Gilmore has the, he's a veteran. He knows how to do certain things at the line of scrimmage to disrupt his route. He knows how to put his hands on certain receivers. So the refs won't call it mostly. Um, I, I think this is one where the Cowboys least need to explore it, but you're right. They can't go play exclusively man-to-man against the Eagles because it's just too easy to to figure out ways to get guys open, whether it's rub routes or whatever, plus the threat of Jalen Hurts. But if the Cowboys can control who's on A.J. Brown and who's on Devontae Smith, I I would prefer Gilmore on Brown as much as possible. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And you know, after watching the San Francisco game, I mean, AJ Brown was was compromised, you know, and I think yeah. that you you saw what that did to the Eagles offense without AJ Brown being able to win consistently with explosiveness. Not, you know, he wasn't unable to play, but it was enough that it affected his game that he wasn't able to kind of get open at the same rate that Especially he normally the second was. Half. You could see it. Yeah, like you could really 100%. tell the difference. Yeah, and 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 I think that is why you saw a lot of Jalen Hurts in the pocket against a must rush that wasn't necessarily interested in completely pursuing him. And and he just looked panicked. Like he just looked like he had nowhere to go with the ball. He's, he's not exceptionally great at, you know, operating inside of a pocket and getting through multiple reads. Uh, so if you take away options early, even if he has time in the pocket, uh, there's a certain amount of panic that ensues. And, and, and look, it's still Jalen Hurts. He still can get outside the pocket and create, and and there's still the, the chance for the late and snap, you know, uh, uh, second chance opportunities. That, that that's always going to be a part of Jalen Hurts' game. But I think if you're able to take away early passing reads, make him have to get through a progression, and then just taking away his good escape routes, mm-hmm. specifically stopping him from ro- rolling to his right, 
uh, I think that you, I think you, you're in a spot that you can get him, make him look pretty human, uh, and and definitely take advantage of those situations. Well, there was a question from one of our listeners. I'm sorry, I don't have it on hand, but uh, they wanted to know should the Cowboys kind of like abandon some of the stunts because the 49ers did not stunt yeah. at all last year, last yeah. week against the Eagles. They basically played them straight up, and it kind of allowed them to keep Hurts in the pocket. Do you think that's something that Dallas should consider this week? Yes, I do. Because I think that even watching the, the game at the time, it felt like, and I feel like this had a, this was uh, problematic against San Francisco as well. Uh, but in, but in different reasons, I felt like there it's a double-edged sword sometimes with the, with the stunts and the twists, right? Because sometimes it creates the, 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 the little pathway that you need to, to free up a Demarcus Lawrence or a Parsons come screaming through the middle of the de- uh, the defensive line uh, and, and, and attacking the, the quarterback right in his face. Sometimes it puts a player out of position in the hole where the play is going, or it it opens up a hole in the middle of the defense that I just discussed a, a second ago. And instead of Parsons running through, Jalen Hurts runs out of the front of the pocket and he picks up eight yards untouched. So, the Cowboys definitely need to make sure that they are cognizant of of where Hertz is. I, I I think it's really important to, and I don't have the numbers here, but I, I don't. And going back and watching that San Francisco game, I don't feel like they got a ton of sacks necessarily on Jalen Hurts, but that's not necessarily what you should be trying no. to do. No. Like I think the, the pursuit of sacks is where you can kind of get in trouble here because you, you you give up bad angles. If you just corral him, he is going he he will probably make the mistake. He'll throw an incompletion, he'll or he'll put himself in a position to to you know really take advantage of a real mistake. You saw that one time where he was trying to peel out and he just kind of slipped on his own feet and he lost like yep. 15 yards. It's yep. like that kind of stuff where if you put it in the panic where he has to create uh uh but he you don't give him good options uh, then you're then he's you know, he he will make a mistake he will fall down he'll throw a bad pass he'll he'll throw it away uh, that's your best bet in trying to kind of slowing down that passing attack. I agree. I'm going to be really curious to see how Dan Quinn manages to be aggressive but not be too aggressive, right? Because yeah. we've we've seen this especially against the 49ers in the past. The stunts end up hurting them more than it helps. Um, I'm fascinated to see the game plan the second time around. Uh, against the Eagles now at home. Let's talk about a draft redo for the Cowboys in 2023 next. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks is the most fun I've had playing DFS because there's so many different players and stat projections to choose from. Plus, Price Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits in the first half and does not return for the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. 
We also want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. You could take the Cowboys this week minus three and a half or just take them on the money line on FanDuel. Pretty nice little bet there. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options available, including spreads, player props, over-unders, futures bets. You can go bet on the MVP award, two of the quarterbacks that are playing on Sunday night, top three in MVP odds right now. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Uh, every day or so. on tomorrow's show, we've got a crossover show with Gino Camilleri from Locked On Eagles. Mm. Always a lot of fun talking to our guy, yeah. Gino, who predict, pro, uh, projected the Giants to finish second in the NFC East this year. <laughs> every time I see him, I got to bring that up. So uh, good deal. But make sure you guys check out that. We're previewing this Cowboy-Eagle game on Sunday Night Football. Landon, our final question here. This is a, a really good one from our guy, Robbie. He wants to know. Mm. If you could redo the 2023 draft at pick 26, are you taking Mozzie Smith, Sam Laporta, who the Cowboys really liked and debated on taking at 26, or Matthew Bergeron, the guy that it came down to against Mozzie Smith? I'm probably not taking Bergeron. Um, just simply, I think Bergeron's been good, and I think he's been better than I expected at guard, which was yeah. surprising. But I just think that I think that that worked out for the Cowboys. Right, you got you got Tyron Smith where you wanted him, and Tyler Smith well, is better than Bergeron would ever be. Well, right? and what would again? I'm not opposed to Bergeron because I do think he's going to be a really good guard in the NFL. Where does he play for you? I mean, it would almost assume that you have to move Tyler Smith to left tackle, right? Or yeah. you move on from Zach Martin after this year or two years. So that. we're not taking Bergeron. Uh, <laughs> well, and they just gave Martin a new deal, so that's not happening. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I think that to me it's between Laporte and Mozzie Smith. You know, look, it's 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 easy to poke in to, to peek into windows here and and have it. You know, like right now Sam Laporta is having an incredible rookie season for uh tight end and and you know kudos to the, the Cowboys for identifying that um but I, I just think that it's hard to it's hard for me to just give up on a defensive tackle after one year you know like it, and, and and for me like the Cowboys still have strong needs there more than they do tie, a tight end you know like uh especially now that Ferguson is better than you ex- way better than you expected you know, and yeah. and so uh, I, I tend to think that it, it's easy for us to sit here and say, "Oh, hindsight's twenty twenty. Let's go back and take this." I, I I still feel like we we need to give Mozzie a little bit more time to kind of develop at a position that's incredibly difficult to develop at. Now, <laughs> speaking out of both sides of my mouth, I understand that Sam Laporta plays tight end, which is another very difficult <laughs> position to kind of develop in, and he's been very good. Um, but I, I just think that I think it's probably a push at this point because no, I, I do I do really want to see Mozzie kind of develop. I do have confidence that he will eventually come into something that's that's good and special for the Cowboys. 
uh, but it's obviously admittedly taking a lot longer than it did for Sam Laporta. Sure. I mean, let's just be clear. Sam Laporta is, is a better player between Mozzie and him right now. There's just no doubt. But how much better has Laporta been than Jake Ferguson? I think slightly better, but not significantly better. And with the way Sam Laporta is, he's a 245-pound tight end who plays out of the slot, who doesn't really block a ton which basically means that Jake Ferguson goes to being your number two tight end. And that's fine. Um, if we're doing like full hindsight is 2020 here, the answer is probably none of these guys. And you take like Tank Dell and you just add more speed to your offense. And if it's CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks and Tank Dell at receiver, I think we're feeling even better about this offense. But if those are the options, I'm cool with still rolling with Mozzie Smith, expecting a big leap in 2024. Yeah, I mean, I just think, I think now is not the time to kind of fully weigh in on on the on this person's career yet. You know, no, and it's, I it's I want to mention like, go. I mean, I know PFF grades are not everything, but go look at stats or PFF grades on Dexter Lawrence after year one, yeah. Derek Brown after year three. Like they, I I remember people after year three of Derek Brown were like, oh man, this is a waste of a oh yeah, pick. absolutely. And now you watched him against the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago, just throwing Zach Martin into the air. These guys typically it does take at least a year, sometimes two years before they reach their ceiling. Yeah, I mean, you know, these guys, uh, you know, they come into college football, they're so dominant just based on their physical abilities. Yeah. Uh, and and they don't get the opportunity. You know, the rarest thing to see in college football is a very developed offensive lineman. <laughs> and so and so they don't these these guys just don't get to see guys who are veterans of their craft that that are savvy to them that are also strong and quick. Uh, and on top of that, the number, the sheer volume of blocking schemes, whether it's in the run game or pass, that they have to face versus what they had to face in yes. college is just. It's night and day. So they're just, their heads are swimming. They're not playing at their full speed that, which also, you know, it just is, is not playing at, at a, uh, uh, you know, full strength that, and they also, you know, for someone like Mozzie, he's having to learn whole new techniques as yes. far as getting off the ball and that sort of thing. So, you know, these guys are balls of clay when they come into, to the, you know, the NFL at, at different levels of development. Yes. Mozzie, Mozzie had a ways to go. The Cowboys knew that when they, when they hired him, when they when they drafted them and and now they know that they've it's going to take them uh, a little bit longer to kind of get them yeah. to where his ceiling is but I still think his ceiling is very high uh and I still think he's going to get there. I mean there's just very few Jalen Carters that come right into the NFL and produce at a high yeah. level right away. I mean and look no further than the guy that's playing right next to him and Jordan Davis who yeah. hardly played at all last year because Philly didn't think he was ready and even now like you're starting to see better play from him but it's it's still Not taking great. a while. And that yeah. was somebody who was drafted at 13 rather than 26. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I think, I think this is, he's on track still. It's not where we want it to be yet, but I think he's going to get there. And, and when he does, you know, I think the, the exciting thing is that we've seen, he can, he can do more than just stop the run. I think, yeah. you know, you've seen him as a pass rusher, have some success. Uh, I imagine he could be a nice little two-way player, you know, once he develops into it. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every single day. Again, every day or so. On tomorrow's show, we've got our crossover episode with Lockdown Eagles. You want to make sure that you check that out. We debated Jalen Hurts versus Marcus Mariota. 
seriously we really did so make sure as quarterback <laughs> yeah as a quarterback uh, oh, apparently that's a the new thing out there there's some people in the national media that think Marcus Mariota should start over Jalen Hurts. Wild. I am. I'm, I'm one of those people. Yeah, <laughs> as me the too. As somebody who's rooting for the Cowboys. Yeah, me too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, go check out the uh, Lotton Cowboys podcast on YouTube. We post videos every single day over there. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We will see you right back here tomorrow.